Peace to you. Welcome back to The Naked Truth, and thank you for joining me. We're in the book of First Chronicles, just about through with it. We made it to chapter 26. If you want to read along with me, let's begin with verse 1. It's another one of those chapters with long lists of names, so we'll probably get through with it pretty quick. So without further ado, let's begin with verse 1. And as always, please forgive me if I mispronounce any of these names. Let's go. Verse 1. Concerning the divisions of the gatekeepers of the Korahites, let's start again. Concerning the divisions of the gatekeepers of the Korahites, Meshalamiah, the son of Korah, of the sons of Asaph. So I can see it's going to be some of those names this time. So we're getting into the list of the different guards, the gatekeepers. So we're going to just read through the names and I'll stop at the ones that stand out to me. Verse 2. And the sons of Meshalamiah, were Zechariah the firstborn, Jedael the second, Zebediah the third, Jathniel the fourth, Elam the fifth, Jehohanan the sixth, Eliohanai the seventh. Moreover, the sons of Obed-Edom were Shemaiah the firstborn, Jehozabad the second, Joah the third, Sakar the fourth, Nethanel the fifth, Amiel the sixth, Issachar the seventh. Peulthe the eighth, for God blessed him. The narrator there is saying that God blessed Peulthe. I'm not sure why. Maybe he had lots of sons, is usually when they say that God blessed them, but it's not clear why in this case, but they're adding that for us. Verse 6. Also, to Shemaiah, his son, were sons born who governed their father's houses because they were uh, men of great ability. So Shemaiah had smart sons, crafty sons, able sons, and lots of sons. Of verse 7, the sons of Shemaiah were Ophni, Raphael, Obed, and Elzabad, whose brothers Elihu and Samachiah were able men. So lots of able-bodied guys in that family. Of verse 8, all these were of the sons of Obed-Edom, they and their Sons and their brethren, able men with strength for the work, 62 of Obed-Edom. So Obed-Edom, as strange as the name sounds now, sounds now, sounds now? Yeah. It um apparently wasn't that unusual because I, I seem to recall at least a couple other Obed-Edoms. One of the Obed-Edoms was sort of a very trusted high official who actually had kept the Ark of the Covenant with at his house at one point and was extremely blessed because of it according to the narrator according to the narrative um and then david went and got it back from him because he wasn't afraid anymore because he saw it didn't kill over edom so he went and got it for himself then after that good guy verse 9 and michelle amaya had sons and brethren 18 able men also hosa of the children of marari had sons shemri the first for though he was not the firstborn his father made him the first so sometimes that happens, although there's the law that the firstborn son is supposed to get this, that, and the other. Sometimes the other son gets favored instead, and not a lash is batted over it. And so here's one of those instances where apparently another son was preferred over the firstborn, and the ball kept rolling. Verse 11, Hilkiah the second, Tebaliah the third, Zechariah the fourth, all the sons and brethren of Hosa were 13. So you notice again, just like we read in the previous chapter, um, that Aya at the end of the word, at the end of the names, 
it's their way of including God in the names, or at least the entity they're worshiping as the Lord, I should say, Yah or El, because some of the names in and El also. And some preachers will just say, no, those are referring to the same entity, just different roles. But that's not what I've found. And I'm not a scholar, but in my quick cursory search about El and Yah and some of the other entities, Baal and Ra, Isis and Asherah, Ashtaroth, if you do a quick search on some of those, those all seem to be pointing to different, as far as I could tell, entities, individual entities, or panels of entities that were being worshipped by people, not just alternate names for one God Almighty. But at least that's my understanding. Let's keep reading. <clears throat> Verse 12. Among these were the divisions of the gatekeepers, among the chief men, having duties just like their brethren to serve in the house of the Lord. So again, more gatekeepers, more guards. Verse 13, and they cast lots for each gate, the small as well as the great, according to their father's house. So we went over that casting lots. It's basically like flipping a coin, leaving it to chance to decide who gets what so that it basically is a way of trying to eliminate corruption. Verse 14, the lot, fell, the lot for the east gate fell to Shelemiah, then the they cast lots for his son, Zechariah, a wise counselor, and his lot came out for the north gate. So this is how uh, the coin toss is turning out. The lot casting is turning out for the regions, areas that they're being assigned to, the gates that they'll guard. Verse 15, to Obed-Edom, the south gate, and to his sons, the storehouse. So again, that same Obed-Edom, presumably it could be a different one. Um... And um, the storehouse, it says it may show up as Asupim. I guess that's the Hebrew word for storehouse. Um, to Shupim, verse 16, to Shupim and Hosa, the lot came out for the west gate with the Shalashef gate on the ascending highway, watchman opposite watchman. So they're guarding that area. Verse 17, on the east were six Levites, on the north four each day, on the south four each day, and for the storehouse two by two. So Levites are basically the religious branch of the different tribes of the clans of the families. And it's telling us there where, that they also had posts, six different places where they would be posted up as guards or for guard duty. Verse 18, as for the carbar, on the west, there, so uh, on the west, there were four on the highway and two at the car bar. So car bar, uh, the way it says, the way it's explained to the Bible I'm using, says it's probably a court or colonnade extending west of the temple. So um, that makes it easier to picture. You could think of the temple and then sort of a wide open court where people could sort of hang out, carry on, and most likely at some point turn it into a, a marketplace. Because remember, that's what Jesus turned it out in the New Testament for, because people had turned the religion and seeking God into a business. And that was the one thing Jesus went off on in the Bible. Um, verse 19. Uh, these these were the divisions of the gatekeepers among the sons of Korah, and among the sons of Marari. So those are the more gatekeepers and their patriarchal lineage. Verse 20. 
of the Levites, Ahijah or Ahiah, was over the treasuries of the house of God and over the treasuries of the dedicated things. So now I get into the money, the things, um, the treasuries, sort of like all the things of the articles of gold and silver, the valuable things, and who's guarding them. Um, and so the Levites, again, that's the religious branch of the different 12 or so tribes. The Levites are that one name for the religion um, or chosen to enforce the religion. Verse 21, the sons of Ladan, the descendants of the Gershonites of Ladan, heads of their father's houses, <clears throat> excuse me, of Ladan, the Gershonite, so then it's talking about this person, Ladan, and he's a Gershonite. That's the branch of the family he's from. And now it's getting into the list of the people of his descendants. Um, and I didn't mean to leave out that point. So it's, this is where the list begins with Jehiel in verse 21. And now we're going to keep reading verse 22. Sons of Jehieli, Jehieli, sorry. Um, the sons of Jehieli, Zetham and Joel, his brother, were over the treasuries of the house of the Lord. So those two are over uh, the treasuries of the church, of the house of the Lord. Verse 23, of the Amramites, the Israelites, the Hebronites, the Uzielites, Shebuel, Shebuel, the son of Gershom, the son of Moses, was overseer, the overseer of the treasuries. So let you know, let us know, these are uh, ones who descended from Moses, the same Ten Commandments, Moses. Um, verse 25, and his brethren by Eliezer were Rahabiah, his son, Jeshaya, his son, Joram, his son, Zikri, his son, and Shelemith, his son. Then this Shelemith and his brethren were over all the treasuries of the dedicated things which King David and the heads of fathers' houses, the captains over thousands and hundreds, and the captains of the army had dedicated. So, um, all the thing, the loot basically, and the booty they've taken from the different wars, um, they were in charge of um, those treasures. Verse 27, some of the spoils won in battles they dedicated to maintain the house of the Lord. So that's what I was just talking about. Some of the different things from the different wars, how they were used and who would, man who would manage them. Um, and verse 27 was of letting us know some of those things were used for the worship ceremonies. Some of them um, were used to enrich the religious authorities. Verse 28, And all that Samuel the seer, Saul the son of Kish, Abner the son of Ner, and Joab the son of Zariah had dedicated. Every dedicated thing was under the hand of Shelomith and his brethren. So it named off those different people because those were different, basically, leaders and generations of leaders um, saying the different things from Saul, the first human king of the Israelites, to um, David, and then also the army leaders, what the different things that they collected during their administrations, and who was uh, in charge of uh, keeping them, keeping track of them and all. Verse 29, of the Israelites, Shenaniah and his sons performed duties as officials and judges over Israel outside Jerusalem. Um, of the Hebronites, Hashabiah and his brethren, 1,700 able men, had the oversight of Israel on the west side of the Jordan for all the business of the Lord and in the service of the king. 
So uh, again, naming off who they were and the duties they had, and it says the west side of the Jordan, because remember, some of the tribes are on the east side. Verse 31, among the Hebronites, Jariah uh, was head of the Hebronites, according to his genealogy of the fathers. In the 40th year of the reign of David, they were sought, and they were found among the, the among them. Uh, wait. Um, and there were, wait. Let's start start again. 31. Among the Hebronites, Jariah was head of the Hebronites, according to his genealogy of the fathers. In the 40th year of the reign of David, they were sought, and there were found among them capable men at Jazer of Gilead. So it's talking about uh, toward the end of David's administration and some of the people that were still added even at that point. Verse 32, and his brethren were 2,700 able men, heads of fathers' houses, whom King David made officials over the Reubenites, the Gadites, and the half-tribe of Manasseh for every matter pertaining to God and the affairs of the king. So it sounds like those are the ones that David dedicated to the people on the east side of the Jordan River, the two and a half tribes that were over there as opposed to all the rest of the tribes on the west side of the river. Um, but again, that's just the listing of the different people in David's administration. And this time it was the, the basically people, guards and uh, officers, uh, whereas before we read the musicians and the, the religious leaders. That was the last verse in this chapter. So that's where we'll end this reading. As always, thank you for joining me for The Naked Truth. I hope it's a blessing for you and hope I'll see you again. I love you. See you next time. Peace be with you.